This is Pastor Chad. Welcome to the Bethesda Church Podcast. We are honored that you have joined us today. You can stay up to date with us at BethesdaChurch.tv or look us up on Facebook or Instagram. Now, let's jump in to today's message. Good morning, Bethesda Church. Thank you guys for tuning into our Sunday morning uh, online experience uh, with the inclement weather that our region has recently got and is currently getting. Uh, We have chosen to do just online worship experiences today. So, Wherever you're watching, if you're watching on Facebook, do me a favor, just click like and share on this post to get it out to your friends or whoever you want to see this today. Uh, I'm really excited about what God is going to do today. Uh, Wherever you're watching from, I just want to say thank you for tuning in, whether you're at home, you're getting the kids some breakfast, you're at work, Uh, hopefully you're not traveling, but if you are, I pray you're safe, you can just listen, don't try to watch and drive right now, Uh, but we We pray that wherever you're at, you're staying safe and staying warm and having a great morning so far. Um, I have the honor of preaching to you guys today. I'm really excited about it. Um, And before that, I just want to let you guys know that um, with our tithes and offerings, since we're not physically inside of the building or the facility, what you can do is go online to BethesdaChurch.tv. You can give there. You can text uh, the number um, that we have. You can text the the amount that you'd like to give, or you can go to our app, our Bethesda Church app, and you can give there as well. So um, it's a really exciting day. And hey, listen, I want you guys to do me a favor real fast. Uh, Wherever you're watching from, I want you to throw up hands, fire emojis, exclamation points, uh, hearts, whatever you want. But I want you guys to give honor where honor is due because there are about six people in the building that drove in this mess to make sure that you guys are able to watch church today. So y'all do me a favor, give them a shout out, give them some hearts. Come on, you can give them a little bit more. I mean, they're they're waving in the booth. Y'all can't see them, but I can see them. Um, and they are making this possible. So y'all do me a favor and just give honor where honor is due. Um, and I just want to say thank you guys for being here. Um, you know, it's funny. I'm looking at my iPad right now, and I made myself a note to preach like the room is full. And I made that note prophetically because um, I had no idea what today was going to hold. I knew there was a snowstorm coming in, but you guys never know whether it's going to hit us like it did or completely miss us and give us a you know an inch or two of snow. And um, I think it's kind of funny because I'm thinking, Lord. I'm going to preach like it's full. So I don't know wherever you're at or wherever you're watching, but I want y'all to do me a favor and get ready because I have a word for you today. And this is a word that I've kind of been marinating on for three months now. And in preparation for this word, the Holy Spirit stopped me and spoke to me really clearly. And he said, I want you to bathe this word in prayer. Now, When the Holy Spirit stops you and tells you that, it usually means a couple of things that uh, either you're doing something wrong or keep doing what you're doing and just wait. And it was the latter because God ended up 
wrecking me and, and I have an amazing uh, message for you guys today. And I just want to say thank you to Pastor Chad and Pastor Karen uh, for this opportunity to bring you guys the word today. Um, I'm so thankful for their leadership. Why don't you guys give them a shout out in the chat as well and just let them know how thankful you are for their leadership and their love. Um, but like I said, I believe that this word um, and this message today is going to be very impactful for your life and very relevant with where we're at right now and moving into a new season. So with all of that said, the title of my message today is 41 Will Come. Somebody type down in the chat for me, put 41 Will Come. Now, listen, I'm not talking about some of y'all's age, all right? I know some of y'all are a little closer to 40. You've been 40 a couple of times. It just depends on who we're talking about here, all right? But I'm not talking about your age. I'm talking about the biblical number 41. And something that I love about the Word of God is that there's all these nuggets of information and little, you know, secrets that God puts in there. And uh, it's always really powerful when God attaches a specific number to a text, uh, but before we talk about 41, we first need to talk about the number 40, all right? So the number 40 is used 146 times in Scripture, all right? And the number 40 has a common theme throughout the entire Bible. Anytime you see the number 40, there's a common theme that is with it, and that is trials and tribulation. And a few examples of this are the Israelites wandered around the wilderness for 40 years, and Goliath taunted Israel for 40 days, and the great flood of Noah's time lasted for 40 days, and Jonah warned Nineveh about the wrath of God for 40 days. So you see the number 40 is used when it comes to trials and tribulations. And I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I felt like there have been more trials and tribulations than anything else. Um, I was telling my wife before we, were, as we were praying and before I came out here, I said, I felt like the angel in Daniel chapter 10 uh, when Daniel prayed and the angel came to him and said, hey, it took me 21 days to get here. And I told her, I said, my God, it felt like it took us 21 days just to get 15 minutes down the road. Um, but thank God for all-wheel drive and Kia. All right. So uh, with that said, the number 40 means trial. All right. The number 40 means trial. But the number 41 represents breakthrough. And what I love about this is the fact that on day 41, God begins to shift some things around. See, day 41 is when God creates a new thing, a new hope, a new beginning. See, year 41 is where you start walking in the promises of God and the victory of God, that even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you shall fear no evil because God will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemy. Come on, somebody. If you believe that, why don't you give a shout out in the chat and say, my breakthrough is coming, all right? Listen, your 41 is coming. Because hear me, God never wastes a battle, nor does he waste pain. There's always a breakthrough that is attached to your struggle. Pastor Chad said something last week, and it was probably my favorite quote from the entire series, Pace. But he said, your anointing precedes your breakthrough. And listen, we could preach a whole sermon just on that. But today I want to give you three keys to breakthrough, okay? Three simple keys to break through. And I believe that these three keys are not only going to help you through your trial, but they'll also move you into your breakthrough. So today, all right, three keys, real simple. All right. The first key is perception. Why don't you type in the chat, 
perception. If you're on Facebook, on the app, wherever you're at, type the word perception. Now, this is something that I believe most people struggle with, a perception of a trial. Because you see, many people think that a trial is punishment from God, which is simply not true. Uh, Wayne W. Dyer said this. He said, change the way you look at things and the things you look at change. My goodness, I love that so much. The reason why I love that is because the fact that I think that's so true. I believe that if we begin to look at our situations differently, with a different perspective, with a kingdom perspective, with a spirit of God perspective, if we begin to look at those things differently, I believe that not only would our situations change, but our mindsets would change. I don't know about you, but I've seen Christians lose their mind over getting uh, cut off to go into a Starbucks drive-thru, and they lose their perspective. But I'm telling you, there is something powerful about when you start getting into alignment with the kingdom of God, and you start seeking after him, and you start learning about his goodness and his mercy, even in trials and tribulation, that if you have the right perception, God begins just to move and shift things in your behalf, all right? So the first key is perception. But look what James, the brother of Jesus, said in James chapter 1, 2 through 4. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. So you see, James is telling us that we should look at testing and trials as a good thing spiritually because it means it's a way for our faith to grow and for it to, for it to produce perseverance. Now, let's be honest here. Total transparency. How many of us are actually considering it pure joy when we're going through something? There's only like five of us in here, but I'm going to speak for four out of five here and say probably not many of us, all right? Um, I'm going to be honest here. I don't see many people rejoicing when the foreclosure letter on your house comes in the mail. I don't see many people getting excited or, or uh, you know, looking at it a good thing when the doctor's report is worse than they originally thought or when the separation in your marriage turns into a divorce or when you find out you're not going to have a job after today because your company's closing down. I also don't believe that the army of Israel was throwing a party when the nine-foot giant Goliath walked down the valley of Elah and began to swear at them and blaspheme the name of the Lord. I don't think that the Israelites were living it up in the middle of the desert while a whole generation was wasting away. I also don't believe, and I'm pretty sure that Noah and his family and the worldwide zoo on the, on the ark were not living their best life while the world was being flooded and God began to do something new. Now hear me, I'm not speaking against the word of God. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying it is tough sometimes in your trials and tribulations to have the right perception. But let me ask you a question here. What if I told you that in those vulnerable moments of testing and sorrow, when you think you cannot handle anymore, when you feel like giving up and calling it quits, there could be a seed that is birthing your breakthrough. Because you see, sometimes God allows us to get to our breaking point so we can get our breakthrough. And, and I love this so much because Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 3 says, If you call unto me, I will answer you, and I will tell you great and mighty things that you do not know. See, knowing what battle you're fighting is half the victory. Now, I'm going to be honest here. I think we as the body of Christ waste too much time fighting the wrong battles. Now, I'm not going to step on anybody's toes, uh, you know, six minutes into this sermon, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think we fight the wrong battles. Walk with me for a second here. I believe we waste too much time 
fighting with our spouse when we should be fighting the spirit that's trying to create division inside your house. I believe that we fight too many battles on Facebook about political agendas when the kingdom of God is not Democrat nor Republican. We're underneath a monarchy of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We don't need to be fighting each other. We need to be standing together as the body of Christ and fighting the spirit of division that is trying to come between us. Okay, let me help you, parents. Parents, stop fighting your kids because of their issues. Help them through them and pray against the spirit that is attacking them. In my role as a student pastor, I can assure you there are demonic forces and spirits that are trying to come against your household and against your children, even at four, five, seven, eight, nine years old. All right, this is real. I promise you it is. But if you would get your perception right, and if you would begin to look at things the way that God looks, at things and consider it pure joy, as James said, when we go through trials and tribulations, because it's a chance for our faith to grow, but it's also a chance for you to understand about the goodness and the mercy of our Father. If you could have the right perception, I'm telling you, I don't know what you're going through, but perception is reality. And I'm telling you, if you could just perceive the way that God perceives, if you could look at this and say, you know what, no matter what the outcome is, I am going to choose to believe the Word of God. I'm choose to get to believe that his promises are yes and amen for my life. Come on, somebody. If you believe that, why don't you type amen in the chat for me, all right? So first key is perception. Now, the second key to breakthrough is prayer, all right? Second key to breakthrough is prayer. Um, there was this amazing Bible plan that my wife and I read um, when we were doing the corporate fast, and it was called Breakthrough Prayer, I was just, like I said, at the beginning stages of planning this sermon, and I thought, man, this is fantastic, definitely confirmation. But this this Bible plan really challenged my faith and really um, built me up in the faith and really convicted me on how I pray. Um, and there's a couple of things. So our second key point is Breakthrough Prayer. But there's a couple of things I want you to understand about Breakthrough Prayer. All right, the first one is prayer is a place. Type that in the chat. Prayer is a place. Now, you may be like, dude, what are you talking about? Thanks for asking. I'm going to explain it. Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in the secret will reward you. Now, this is Jesus teaching his disciples disciples on prayer and what it looks like. He taught them that prayer is not just a verb, but it's a location. Because you see, in the physical, this may be your office, in your prayer closet, in your in your home, where, wherever it may be, in your car, in the bathroom even. But let me explain something. When we look at prayer as a place, in the physical, it's one thing, but in the spiritual and the supernatural, let me help somebody. You are going into the throne room of God. You are going into the holy of holies. You are entering into the presence of the living God. And I tell you what, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Let me encourage you to, to get your breakthrough. You need to start praying about it. You need to start believing God for it. You need to have the right perception about it. But you need to understand that prayer is a place. Second thing I want you to understand is that prayer is a priority. Because you see, prayer is a communication line between you and heaven. I think a majority of the time, we use prayer like we do a parachute. And what I mean by this is we would rather jump out of a plane with a parachute and hope for the best than trust God on the ground. Now, listen, I'm terrified of heights, so don't judge me for this. But uh, let me help somebody with this. 
I believe that we use prayer as a rescue source rather than we do a daily devotion. And I think the problem with this nation and with the body of Christ, I ain't talking about this church, I'm talking about the body of Christ in general, all right, so don't get mad. But I think the problem is, though, that we don't look at prayer as what it used to be. Uh, and I think the problem is because the fact that we use it, and I'm all for it, praying during bad situations. If you've met me, you know I will pray and lay hands and, and believe and, and pray in the Holy Spirit, do all that stuff on your behalf, on my behalf. But I'm telling you, if we do not start looking at prayer as a daily devotion and we only use prayer as a time of rescue and when we're going through something and when we're struggling, I'm telling you, uh, there is a blessing that's attached to a connection with God and it becomes with an intimacy and knowing what it is. Jesus said this in John 10, 27 through 28. He said, my sheep listen to my voice and, know, and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. I love this scripture so much because I, I still believe in the power of prayer. I still believe that when I speak, as Jesus said, that he, he knows me. He knows my, like, I know his voice and he knows me. I, I believe that if I'm sick, I'm supposed to call on the elders of the church to anoint my head with oil and pray the prayer of faith for my healing. Listen, I still believe on calling upon the name of the Lord for my salvation. I still believe that when I speak, God listens. Come on, I, I still believe. You may call me a little old school, but I still believe it. But hear me, over half of communication is listening. And let me help you. It's not about, it's not really about how much you say to God. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not as much as that as prayer as it is that God speaks to you. Let me help you. You can pray all day long, but all it would take was one word to make your life better or to change your circumstance or to get one phone call, one text message. All it would take is just one move of God to be able to get you in the right place, in the right perspective, to be able to see things. So you cannot expect God to answer a prayer that you're not willing to pray. This is the problem with so many different people. They think God is just gonna move on their behalf for them. Let me help you. Yes, he will, but I said earlier, there's a blessing attached to your relationship into the prayer line, that's an old Church of God term, the prayer line that's attached to you and God because it comes and forms out of a relationship. But I'm going to help you with something. I think we get in a habit to think that our provision and our source comes from earthly and material things. And I may burst your bubble and I may offend you with this, but let me help you. My provision and my help and my source has never came from CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, none of that mess. My help and my provision has never came from that, nor will it ever come from that. My help does not come from a man, I don't care who it is, that is sitting inside the Oval Office. I don't care who it is and what side he's on. My provision has never came from that, nor will it ever come from that. My help does not come from a Democrat or a Republican. My help and my provision does not come from a Senate House seat nor a Congress chamber. But let me tell you where my help comes from. My help comes from the one who created me, the one who formed me, the one who owns a cattle on a thousand hills, the one who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Come on, somebody. The one who was and is and is to come. I'm trying to help you. Listen, my help is coming. I'm starting to feel this thing just a little bit stronger. If I could get you to realize, turn
turn off the news, tune into the Holy Spirit. Stop listening to Fox News, stop listening to MSNBC, and understand that prayer is a priority. I'm telling you, there's a family out there right now, I can sense it in the Spirit. Your family is within days of breaking apart, and you're not praying about it because you're too worried about the political agenda. Let God be the one that takes care of that. Sometimes we forget where the Bible says that God appoints the leaders of the land. You may not agree with it, but there's a sovereign God who said, I'm okay with it. But let me help you on another thing. You need to understand. You need to get in that place of prayer. You need to understand that prayer is a priority. And I'm telling you, when you do, God will begin to move in your midst. Come on, somebody. If you believe that, give God some praise in the chat, wherever you may be. Listen, you cannot expect someone to give you response if you never communicate with them. This is like marriage 101. My wife is sitting right here, and she's amening. I'm eight months into marriage, and I promise you, as I type this out, I got a little convicted. But hear me, it's the same way it is with God. You can't expect someone to give you a response if you never communicate with them. I can't expect God to be like, Jeremiah, here's where you're supposed to go if I say, God, give me direction. God, move in my family situation. But I never, all I do is complain about it. See, I could spend four hours praying in the spirit, anointing my head with oil, listening to worship music, laying hands on myself. But all it would take is one word from God to change my life and to receive my breakthrough. Prayer comes from a relationship with God. But here's something really cool about prayer. So you're like talking about, like, okay, Jeremiah, you talk about prayer as a place and a priority. I get it. But let me, let me help you for a second. Even Jesus understood this. If you look in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you look in the Gospels, there is a consistent pattern that Jesus had. Sometimes I think we overlook it. We look at the miracles, but we don't look at the process to the miracle. Because I think we look at the fact that when Jesus, anytime he did something miraculous, before and after, you know what he did? He got alone with the Father. And he got in a deep, intimate place, and he went by himself, and he said, God, I need strength. God, I need your spirit. God, I need you to equip me. He prayed these prayers. Even in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, and he got strength. I'm telling you, if Jesus, the Son of God, the man and God in flesh could do that, so can you. He demonstrated to us that prayer is a place and a priority. And hear me, God will not change something that you can fix all by yourself. I think so many times we're like, God, fix my marriage. You're not even home. You're just business partners. You're not even intimate with your spouse anymore. You won't even hold their hand. You won't even take them out on a date anymore. And you expect God to move in your situation? Oh, God. Okay, never mind. Tune it back. Tune it back. Sorry. I know I'm a newlywed. Can't say that stuff. Got to have equity. I get it. But I need you to also understand something. Like, it's not a pastor thing. It's a Christian thing. If you complain more than you pray, I don't know how you think God will move on your behalf. Because there's some Proverbs that tell us about complaining, that nothing fruitful or beneficial come from complaining, but the fear of the Lord is the beginning of our wisdom, all right? I'm not going to go into that. That's a whole different sermon. I'm just going to leave that there, and y'all can ponder on that later. But I'm going to throw this out here as well, that some of you, need to start praying in the Holy Spirit. Now, either for the first time or you need to rekindle that flame. 
And let me, let me explain something to you. There is something about praying in the spirit, getting in that intimate place of worship with God and just beginning to pray in an utterance that is unknown to man, but known to God that just releases something deep in your spirit that I can't explain, but only you can experience. But I'm telling you, if you could just start beginning to pray in the Holy Spirit, you would see things change. Now, I know that some of our congregation, whether you're watching for the first time or you watch every single Sunday and you're a member here at Bethesda Church, that you come from a different theological background. And, and I'm telling you, it, it's okay, that's fine. But I'm telling you from my own experience, there is something that praying in the Holy Ghost does for me that nothing in this world can. I need you to understand that it releases breakthrough. Jude 1.20 says, but you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holiest of faith, as one translation says, Pray in the Holy Spirit. Now, this is Jude talking about praying in tongues, praying in the Holy Spirit. I know some people don't really look at this scripture as a big deal. Uh, you do not need to pray in tongues to go to heaven, all right? Our pastor teaches that. But I need you to understand that praying in the Spirit doesn't make you go to heaven. It makes your world on earth just a little bit easier. And I want to help you with something because praying in the Holy Spirit is a priority for me and my family. It's a priority here at the staff, with the staff here at Bethesda Church. Because I'm telling you, praying in the Holy Spirit does something for me. I, I can't put it into words. I can only put it into utterances. See, there's some things that I need to pray for that I don't even have words that God will just put something in my spirit and he'll say, Jeremiah, pray son. And I'll just start praying in my heavenly language that no man can understand, but it's an utterance and a groaning that is unknown to man, but known to the father. And I'm telling you, when I do that, something begins to stir, something begins to change, something begins to shift and move in the spirit. God begins to release some things. Our Pastor Todd, a couple of falls ago, he said that when you pray in the Holy Spirit, it unlocks your destiny and your breakthrough. Let me encourage you. If you haven't prayed in the Holy Spirit before, it's a gift. Please seek after it and go after it. But if you have and you haven't in a while, you've received the gift, but you haven't prayed in the Spirit in a while, I encourage you to, because I'm telling you, there's going to come a day where we're not going to have to pray in the Spirit because God already knows what we're thinking as we're in heaven. But I'm telling you, if you could just get in that deep place of intimacy and worship with the Holy Spirit. Get in that place. Understand that it's a priority because it doesn't matter if you pray to go to heaven, the Holy Spirit to pray and the Holy Spirit to go to heaven, but I'm telling you, it's going to make your life going to Walmart easier, dealing with your kids, dealing with your spouse, dealing with your work. Come on, the people that know what I'm talking about are shouting and running around their living room right now. Ain't nobody in here, but I promise you if, if there were, people would be shouting right now. It is a priority. Jude tells us to build yourselves up and the others in the most holiest of faiths by praying in the Holy Spirit. It's encouraging. I encourage you to pray in the Holy Spirit and to operate in that gift. It's a priority in my life, and it should be a priority in yours. And we need to pray with a purpose to ask God to move on our behalf. We're talking about our keys to breakthrough here. First one's perception. Second one is prayer. Work with me. I'm, almost, I'm getting somewhere with this. But we need to pray with a purpose. We can't pray these big, elongated prayers with such eloquence and temperament like you're out of the King James Version. Come on. I'm a, I'm a student pastor. I don't, I don't read the King James. I read the Amplified and the ESV and the Message and the Gen Z translation. Come on. I, I read that easy stuff. Not even just to help the kids, to help me. But this is what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 7 through 14. 
And this is really deep if you sit here and you ponder this. He said, and when you pray, this is Jesus talking to his people. But when you pray, do not babble like those pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This is then how you should pray. Our father in heaven, how would be your name? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we've also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not in temptation, but deliver us from the evil. And for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. Okay, so I, I know I read like the Lord's Prayer and all that. You're like, I've known that since eight. It's okay. Let me help you. And there's a reason why I said this. Because Jesus said, when you pray, pray simplistically. Don't go on with all these big prayers and all this. Listen, I'm going to be honest. Jesus said it. Don't be like those pagans that run and all that mess, talking about all this different stuff. He said, when you pray, make it simple. Call it out. God, you are holy. We exalt you. You are worthy to be praised. God, I thank you for life and breath and a purpose. But God, this is what I'm going through. And I need your kingdom to come into this situation on earth as it is in heaven. I love this prayer. I heard somebody say this once. He said, you need to pray your kingdom come, your will be done in your city. So there's this prayer that I pray called, God, let it be in white sulfur as it is in heaven. God, let it be in Lewisburg as it is in heaven. God, let it be in Clifton Forge and Covington as it is in heaven. Wherever you're watching, insert your city as it is in heaven, because we have to understand that prayer is a priority. You need to begin to call those things out that are not for which they are, as Roman 4.17 tells us, because you need to start declaring the word of God over your life and over your circumstances and remind yourself that your 41 is coming. Remember, your 41 is your breakthrough, that God's promises are yes and amen, that he has a plan and a purpose for my life, that by his stripes, I am healed, that a, fall, a thousand may fall at my left and 10,000 at my right, but none shall come near me. That though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no weaver for my God is with me. That I am the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Come on, somebody, that my breakthrough is coming. My finances are getting back together. My marriage is gonna be all right. The kids are gonna be saved. That God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Isaiah 60, it ain't on there, don't worry. Don't be freaking out, people, I got it. I didn't even put it in here because the Lord laid it on my heart. Isaiah 60, verse one says, arise and shine, your light has come and let the glory of the Lord rise upon you. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all I could ask and believe. I don't know what you feel at home. I don't even know what y'all feeling in the booth. But right here on this little platform in this six-foot space I'm in, I feel my help coming. I feel the Holy Ghost coming upon me. And I feel a little bit of a boldness and authority coming upon me right now. Because Psalm 121, 1 through 2 says, I will lift my eyes to the mountains for where my help comes from. My help comes from the heavens and the maker of the Lord and the maker of the earth. Second Chronicles 24, 2015 says, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army. Let me stop right here. In practice, as I was preparing for this sermon, I, pr- I stopped every time I got to this verse. And I felt like God told me to tell somebody, don't be afraid or discouraged because of this vast diagnosis. 
Don't be afraid or discouraged because of this vast journey ahead. Don't you be afraid or discouraged because what ahead of you is looking bigger than what was behind you. Don't you be discouraged just because of the fact your marriage may be a little rocky right now. Don't you be discouraged that your, your family may not be coming to church with you right now, but yet they will. Do not be, because you want to know why? Because this is what God said. The battle is not yours, but mine. Woo, God, help me. I feel this right now. It's weird preaching like this in a quiet church, but I'm telling you, I feel this deep inside my bones right now. If you could understand, there is a surrender that takes place when you give it to God, and there is something that takes place when you start to pray in a place, and you start to pray with a priority, and you begin to pray unto the Father, and you pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, and you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, and you begin to feel that thing like right in here, like I'm feeling right now, begin to shift inside your spirit and you start to feel God moving in a way that you can't explain but you said God I'm ready for you to move God I don't know what 2021 is going to come through but God you brought me through 2020 and if you brought me through that I know you can bring me through this because your breakthrough is coming come on in 41 days oh God I feel like prophesying and listen I know prophecy in the body is weird right now because of a lot of stuff that's happened in the last few months but let me prophesy to you if you receive this in 41 days your breakthrough is coming. In 41 days, your finances is going to get back together. In 41 days, your marriage is going to get back together. In 41 days, your kids are coming home. In 41 days, your breakthrough is on its way. In 41 days, you're going to receive a phone call you didn't expect to receive with a breakthrough on the other side. Come on, you thought 2020 was meant to kill you. Good God, no, it was just a test to get you through your breakthrough. Oh God, I got to move or else I'm going to stay right here. And it's going to help me segue right into the next point in our last one. The last key is perseverance. Somebody type it in the chat. Autocorrect will help you if you don't know how to spell it, just like me. Perseverance. Oh God, I got to finish. Whoa, Jesus, I feel like preaching right now. Oh my God. See, the reason why this is so powerful is because anybody can go through a test. I hate tests. I hate school. My mom's a school teacher. My wife's in grad school. No offense, teachers, but I hate tests. You want to know why? I never paid attention. I used to ask people for answers all the time. I found freedom. Don't you judge me. Statue of limitations. <laughs> you can laugh. It's okay. I hate tests. But let me tell you, anybody can get tested, but not everybody passes. Good God, I feel like this. Oh, God, I feel this deep in my bones. I'm not trying to move too much, but I feel this stirring inside my spirit right now. See, here's the problem. A lot of, everybody came through 2020, but not everybody passed 2020. See, everybody got through 2020, but not everybody figured out what 2020 was. It was a test. Let me help you. It wasn't meant to destroy your marriage. It was a test. You thought 2020 was going to take you out? My God, no. You've been through worse. God brought you out on the other side, but 2020 was a test, but 2021, ah, it's a year of breakthrough. I don't know what your word is for the year, but my word is breakthrough. And I'm declaring that and I'm walking in that every single day I wake up. I wake up and say, God, you are the God of my breakthrough. And I'm walking in this because the problem is it doesn't matter if you go to a test. It matters if you get through the test. The perseverance, whoo, Jesus. The true test of a person is the perseverance during the test. My God, I have seen people lose their mind, lose their mind in their religion over getting cut off in traffic, lose their mind in Walmart over somebody not having their mask up all the way, 
Oh, God, I better stay away. I'm going to get an email. If you have a problem, email jason at bethesdachurch.tv. I will forward all those emails to him. Jason at bethesdachurch.tv. All right. But listen, (laughs) this is going to be fun. Don't you give up. I'm almost done here. Perseverance. Look what James said. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kind. Joy is spiritual. It's not circumstantial. Joy is a, joy is a fruit. I believe it's a gift as well. You ever get in a room with somebody and they just got the joy of the Lord? And they're like, my God, I don't know what's wrong with you. The whole world's on fire and you over here just happy as can be. I don't know what's wrong with you. Your kids are falling apart. Your marriage is falling apart. How you got joy? Joy? Nah, baby, I ain't talking about happiness. Happiness comes and go. I'm talking about joy that can't go away, that the devil can't steal away. I'm talking about joy that's a gift and a fruit from the Lord on high, that is deep implanted inside my bones and inside the well of the Holy Ghost, and it ain't going to be taken away by some little test. I'm talking about perseverance. I'm talking about anybody can get tested, but not everybody has the perseverance to get through the test. Y'all want this quick little Quizlet 20 question, I'll help you with the answer quiz, but that ain't the God I serve. The God I serve says, even though you may not have prepared prepared for the test, I'm going to give you the answers because you want to know why? I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got the advocate advocate to help you. Perseverance. And this is what he says. Whenever you face trials of many kind, verse 3 of James chapter 1 says, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Consider it pure joy when you're going through trials. The testing of your faith. But take heed because it'll produce perseverance. You know what James is saying, the brother of Jesus? I know you're going through something. I know you're struggling with something, but don't you give up. Don't you quit. It's gonna produce perseverance. God, this is for somebody right now. Don't you give up. Don't you do it. Don't you, don't you do it. I feel the Holy Spirit moving through these cameras right now. I don't know. You kids may be running around throwing cereal, but receive this word. Don't you quit. To the single mom that's struggling to pay the bills, don't you dare quit. To the father that's struggling with abuse and alcohol, and you left your family and you don't know how you're going to come, don't you give up. There'll be restoration in your household in the name of Jesus. To the drug addict or the alcoholic that is struggling because you feel like you keep relapsing, don't you give up. There is a God who loves you and cares about you. Don't you give up. To the family that's literally, I I mean, I prayed over this so much. I bathed this word in prayer and I prayed over you. And it's kind of funny because as I prayed over this, everybody was like, listen, this may be, I'm I'm okay with it being this way because I'm preaching myself into a breakthrough of nothing else. To the family that's getting ready to break up and you're getting ready to, listen, some of y'all got the divorce papers on the coffee table. You're looking at them right now. Don't you do it. Don't you give up. You get it together. Breakthrough's coming. Restoration is coming. Your 41 is coming. Don't you give up. Daniel chapter 10. It took the angel 21 days to get to Daniel. Why? Because there was so much warfare over the prayer that he prayed. See, the Israelites could have quit any day. 
could have quit any day for 40 years. Some of y'all older than that. No offense. 40 years, that's a lifetime. Whole generation died. Wasted away. They could have quit any day. They wanted to, but they didn't. Year 41, guess what happened? Promised land. Goliath taunted the army of Israel. 40 days. Saying really bad words. Blaspheming the name of the Lord. 40 days he stood down there, nine foot tall. Big, bad, ugly, fee, fi, fo, fum. Thinking he's all that. Till a 12-year-old boy with some cheese and a slingshot showed up. Day 41, giant fell. Ah, oh, you don't believe me? Let me help you. God promised Noah, I'm flooding the earth. Build a boat. They didn't have craftsmen or DeWalt. They had to make that stuff out of their hands. Noah was old. Like old, old. He built this boat. Two by two, the animals came on. His family came in. Guess what happened? The earth got flooded. 40 days. 40 days. It rained. And it, it's kind of like the snow, right? And it just keeps snowing and snowing and snowing. Like, okay, it's done for it. And then it snows again and snows again. I wiped my porch off three times in the last 12 hours. It don't look like I did nothing to it. Rained for 40 days. But day 41, the sun shone through the top of the ark. And they found dry ground. Jonah warned Nineveh for 40 days about the wrath of God because of their turmoil and because of their sin. 40 days, he said, repent. Day 41, God was, God was going to destroy it. And he said, on day 41, he said, never mind. These are my people. I love them. Jonah, you've done a good job. I'm not going to do it. Don't you quit. I know you're tired. I know you're frustrated. I know you're burnt out. I know you feel like giving up. I know you feel like you're going to, like you're just ending it. Like you can't do it anymore. Like you're just ready just to say, somebody do this else. I can't do it. Don't you quit. For the love of God, don't you quit. Whole reason I preach this sermon is to get to this point. Your 41 is coming. You're watching at home right now and you're holding your spouse's hand with tears flowing down your face. Your 41 is coming. To the single mom that's so exhausted because you're working two jobs, you're, you are, my God, your 41 is coming. Your breakthrough is coming. Today we, we talked about breakthrough. Talked about three key points, three keys to breakthrough. First one's perception, understanding that no matter what your trial or tribulation is, if you have the right perception, consider it pure joy. Second one is prayer. Learn how to pray about your situation because breakthrough starts with prayer. Third and final key is perseverance. Refer back to James chapter one. Consider it pure joy. Testing of many kind. Because your faith, the testing of your faith will produce perseverance. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know what your circumstance is. I'm getting ready to close. Don't see me out yet. I'm getting ready to close. I don't know what your situation is, but I know there's a God of breakthrough that's coming. The word for breakthrough in the Hebrew is parets or parats. It means to break through or to breach. 
the root word par or para. It's just so powerful. Is the breach to get through. There's this place in ancient Israel called Bel Perazim. And it's really cool because this is a place where David went up against the whole army and David was looking up the hill and he said, God, there's a lot of them. God said, I know. David said, you want me to go around? You want me to take care of them? God said, walk up on there and take care of them because I've already given you the battle. After David killed everybody, David looked and he said, I'm going to name this place Baal Perazim, B-A-A-L Perazim. You know what that means? The Lord of the breakthroughs, plural. Lord of the breakthroughs. We just learned what the what para means. But anytime you, I can't teach on this for too long. I gotta close. But the I am, the em at the end of it is plural. Anytime you see that em in scripture, that's why there's seraphim, multiple surrounding the throne room of God. It's powerful. The reason I threw that in, you're like, what does that got to do with anything, Jeremiah? Because the fact, I want you to understand, you may have gotten breakthrough once and you don't see it happening again, but I don't serve a God of one breakthrough. I serve the God of multiple breakthroughs. I serve the God of my healing, my salvation, my deliverance, my anointing. I serve the God of my breakthrough. I serve the God of my healing. Come on, somebody. I serve the God of breakthroughs, multiple. Some of y'all are like, this is the end. God, God's done. No, God ain't done. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. You think God's not gonna bless you or give you another breakthrough? That devil is a liar. Don't you let him talk to you like that. Your breakthrough is coming. Which camera am I looking at? I know I'm not even supposed to do this. Which one? I'm looking at mom. All right, listen. Don't you give up. Don't you quit. 2021 may look different than ever before, but there's gonna be a different breakthrough that'll hit your place like never before. What I love about God is every time you reach, you research the word breakthrough and you learn about the word of God and, and understand how God moved in situations, God very rarely ever did the same thing twice. Your 41 is coming. Your 41 is on the way. Don't you give up. You keep walking like the nation of Israel did. You keep waiting. Some of y'all are giant slayers. You're going to wait for the opportune moment on day 41 to take down the giant in front of you. Just keep doing your thing, and one day you'll show up, and they'll need you to do something. Come on. Uh, you're going to be an advocate for God. Day 41's coming. You're going to help people know Christ. Listen, there's going to be a day where you're going to be like, people are like, I don't know how you made it, and you're going to say, I don't either, but there was a breakthrough that was attached to, to, my, to my breaking. Don't you give up. Listen, wherever you're at, I want to do a couple of prayers real fast as we close out. I don't know, I don't know what your house situation's like, but listen, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes to the best of your ability. If your kids are there, you can ask them to do that. I'm uploading the kids' lessons later so they can watch it and y'all can the parents can talk about this message later. Bow your head and close your eyes wherever you're watching. I want to ask a question. Sitting here talking about breakthrough and Lord of the breakthroughs, and like Jeremiah, I don't even know who Jesus is, or I don't even feel like I'm in the right relationship with Jesus. Listen, this whole message is for you. If you don't feel like you're in right in right relationship with God, and you need to get right, our chat hosts on every platform are ready to help you with that. Listen, if that's you, I just want you to signify. There's a button you can push. I'm pretty sure. If not, just type "I need Jesus." And that's for if you need salvation or rededication. If you feel like you need to get your heart back in alignment, I'm gonna give you a couple of seconds for that. If you feel like you need to get in a right relationship with God, just send up some hands, 
send up, I need Jesus, anything like that. Our chat hosts are going to help you with that. We'll give you an online connect card. There's so many different things you can do. We want to connect with you. We're not going to bombard you. We're not going to embarrass you. We want to help you. And I'm just going to pray this prayer. I don't even know what the chat looks like right now, but I just want to pray this prayer real fast over them. Wherever you're at, you can just repeat this after me. As loud as you want, as quiet as you want, but repeat it after me. Say, dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. I've committed sins. I need a savior and I need you, Jesus. Come into my heart. Lord, I make you the savior of my heart. Save me and change me in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, you confess your sins, you shall be saved. But I'm going to do one more prayer. I'm going to do one more prayer. I feel God. Mm, Jesus. I'm going to pray a prayer breakthrough over you. I told my wife earlier, I said, I don't know how I'm going to end this. If y'all can see my notes in purple highlighting and bold font underline, it says leave room for the Holy Ghost and breakthrough prayer right at the very end because I don't know how I'm going to end this until just now. Thank you, Jesus. If you need a breakthrough prayer, take a step of faith and say, I need a breakthrough. Put it in the chat. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to do it. Type, I need a breakthrough in the chat. If you're watching on the app, you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on the website, if you're watching on Vimeo at some point later on, listen, if you're watching this later, type, I need a breakthrough. Get plugged in right now. Do something. Get attached to this. Come on. 15 seconds. I got to hurry. I got to close this. But I got to obey God. Type, I need breakthrough. We're getting some people coming in, I hope. Five more seconds. I need a breakthrough. Listen, I'm going to pray over you. I'm going to pray a real specific prayer that I feel God leading me to. As I pray, I want you just to open up your hands and receive it. Just put your hands out like this. Just put your hands out and receive this. It's a breakthrough prayer. If you need a breakthrough, type, I need a breakthrough. All right, listen, I'm going to pray wherever you're at. I want you to receive this in the name of Jesus. God, I come to you right now. In the name of Jesus by the authority of the Holy Spirit, by the authority of Jesus Christ. And I declare right now by the power of the Holy Spirit, God, that you would begin to make breakthrough take place. God, in houses and in homes, God, in workplaces. God, I declare right now from the top of people's heads to the soles of their feet, Father, Lord, your anointing would fall. God, a fresh fire, a fresh fire would fall upon them. God, I pray that wherever they're sitting, God, if their marriage is broken, God, I pray you would break through every barrier. God, that you would restore back what the enemies tried to take. God, I pray right now if there's a healing, stage four cancer has to go in the name of Jesus, God. I declare restoration and healing and breakthrough in the name of Jesus. God, I declare right now in the holy name of our Father, God, that you would begin to shift things in people's life, God, that, Lord, what the enemies tried to take, that the spirit of suicide would leave people's bodies right now, Father God. Lord, the spirit of depression and anxiety that is crippling 
people right now, God, that is holding them back from their purpose, God. I declare the joy of the Lord that is our strength, God, would move upon your people. That, Lord, if we humbly come upon you, God, you would just hear us where we're at. God, I speak on behalf of the body of Christ in Bethesda Church. And, God, I pray that revival would break out in this place. God, I pray that healing would manifest. God, that you would feel the Spirit of God with your people. Lord, I pray a hunger would break out in this place. God, I pray that as they're watching this at home, God, breakthrough would begin to shift in their behalf, Father, that, Lord, their 41 is coming. God, they've been walking around this desert for 40 years. God, they've been begging you to move for 40 days. But, God, I declare that 41 is on the verge of happening. God, I declare at the name of Jesus that 41 is manifesting in their house. I declare right now fresh fire fall on your people in the name of Jesus. God, I pray you would heal our land and let America have the greatest breakthrough it ever has. And I don't even care who's in office because at the end of the day, breakthrough comes from you, Father, and you alone. Jesus, I declare breakthrough over Bethesda Church, God, over Greenbrier County, Allegheny County, Botetourt County, and every county that's attached to this house. I declare breakthrough in your house and in your home, in your family, in your marriage, in your finances. I declare the word of the Lord over you. Your breakthrough is coming. Have the right perception. Pray about it and persevere and your 41 is coming. I wish you were here, but I know God's moving right now. I believe God's moving in the hearts of people. I have gone way longer. I am so sorry. Listen, I love you. I'm thankful for you. Like and share this if you haven't already. Have a blessed rest of your week. Stay safe. And we will see you again next Sunday at 9 and 11. Your breakthrough's coming. Your 41's coming. Receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bethesda Church Podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting bethesdachurch.tv give. We will catch you on the next episode.